0: slash connect and fill out a very brief form. There's a spot to leave contact info, ask questions, and even to request prayer. Also, be sure to indicate that you listen to us through our SoundCloud podcast to let us know where you're listening. May the Lord be with you this day. Grace and peace to you. Um, I had planned for this to be our final week in James, I, I, I made a spreadsheet, uh, uh, and, and today was the last week we were going to spend in James, but as, as I read, as I followed the course of, of James, um, I just felt I had to, I had to extend it one week, um, and so, first of all, for a couple reasons, first of all, there's just so much good stuff in James, things that, that speak to who we're, who we're called to be, and what we're called to do, and how we're called to live, um, and, and I just had to, I had to extend it a week. Second of all, um, I kind of wanted to give you notice. Um, if you've read through the book of James, I encouraged you early on to just read through the whole book. Um, and if you did that, perhaps you noticed this, this verse in chapter five. So in chapter five, verse 14, it says this, if any of you are sick, they should call for the elders of the church and the elders should pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. A very clear and specific direction um, next week as we cover that portion of scripture um, at the end of service we're going to have a time where you can come and just be prayed for uh, and we're going to pray for healing um, and so if that is of interest to you I wanted to let you know um, and prepare you for that um, I could have just sprung it on you but I decided that maybe preparing you for it would be would be a nice thing to do. So at the end of our end of the message, and at the end of our service next week, if you would like to be prayed for healing, uh, we will we will do what the Bible says for us to do. Um, there is no magic in that. It's no secret formula. It's just being faithful to do what the Bible tells us to do. Amen. Okay, so you've been warned. That's going to happen next week. And part of why I wanted to extend it next week so that I could I could offer that that time of preparation for you. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to take God at His word and to do what He tells us to do uh, and and I hope that hope that that's exciting to you too. Um, and I expect God to do good things in us and through us as we're faithful to follow the instructions given to us in the Word. Uh, as we turn to James today, we're going to be reading James chapter five. We're going to read from verse seven through verse 11 uh, this morning from the Common English Bible. Out of reverence for the reading of God's word, those who are willing and able, would you please stand as we read together? James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11. Therefore, brothers and sisters, you must be patient as you wait for the coming of the Lord. Consider the farmer who waits patiently for the coming of rain in the fall and spring, looking forward to the precious fruit of the earth you also must wait patiently strengthening your resolve because the coming of the lord is near don't complain about each other brothers and sisters so that you won't be judged look the judge is standing at the door brothers and sisters take the prophets who spoke in the name of the lord as an example of patient resolve and steadfastness look at how we honor those who have practiced endurance You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen what the Lord has accomplished. For the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. It's the word of God given to us, the people of God. We say thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let me ask you a question as we get started today, and as we look uh, to, to... to God's word this morning, let me ask you this question. How do you feel about being late? How do you feel about being late? The, the, the question is, uh, itself is, is kind of a product of our society and culture, okay? In, in our Western culture, um, being on time is considered a, uh, a value by a lot of people. Other cultures don't very much live by a clock um in my time as i spent youth pastor uh, in centralia washington uh we took a number of mission trips to the country of el salvador um <laughs> latin cultures have a different relationship with the clock and, and with their schedules um and and we would we would i mean i had this thing planned out i knew where we were going to do i knew when meal times were going to be and and i communicated that and i sent maybe a a copy of a spreadsheet or two um at least a schedule um and and show up and i mean the the, the tricky one is when you show up at the airport and the bus isn't quite there yet and you're kind of like well we're here in el salvador and we're supposed to have a ride uh Let's be patient. Uh, And and eventually the bus shows up, and the kids get hungry, you know, teenagers and food, right? There's a special relationship there. Um, But it's mealtime, and the meal isn't quite ready, and and things just kind of get kicked down the road. And you ask, when does church start? And they're like, yeah, when people people show up. When everybody arrives, then we start. Um, And it took some adjustment. I'll confess. It took some adjustment for me as I got into it, after a couple of days, well, after the first trip, and then after uh, a couple of days, uh, it was nice to just settle into that, to that culture, and to breathe, and to be present with the people around me. Um, and, and I was so grateful, and I was so challenged by that sense of, of presence that I felt, because people weren't so committed two o'clock. But we live in a different culture, and that's okay too. Um, There's some people who are like, uh, you're early. If if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, don't bother coming. Have you met those people? Right? There's others that are like, I like to be there when I'm supposed to be there, be there on time. And there's some people who are like, I, I like to come fashionably late, you know, a couple minutes late, a couple, half an hour's late, you know, whatever others like the party waits for me so i you know when i show up then the party happens um so we there's just different attitudes and different feelings that people have about being late uh, i i'm not i'm not an expert at, at pretty much anything i, I i'm a, a jack of all trades master of none type of person i like to I like to dabble in a lot of things. One of the things I love, I love to do is, is watch people. I, 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 as I watch people, I, I think our, our scheduled lives have, have affected us, have had an influence on us. Not only that, but, but you, can, you can see and you can watch our obsession with speed. Right? Everybody likes something fast. Right? Fast cars, fast athletes, fast world records. Okay, but, but fast has also become equal with good in a lot of instances, right? Fast internet, fast Wi-Fi, fast uh, answers, fast fixes, um, and fast is convenient too, right? Fast food, fast service, fast shipping, Amazon Prime. With all our schedules, with all our obsession with speed, what do we sacrifice? Patience. Patients. Wakefield Research did a survey uh, of, a, of a thousand adults in 2015. 72% of, uh, of millennials admit to pushing the elevator button when it's already lit, hoping that's going to help. Might, might speed the elevator up if I remember what floor I'm going to, right? Well, more, more than half hung up the phone after being on hold more than one minute. 71% frequently exceed the, exceed the speed limit. No, I'm not asking you to answers, hands. It's okay. Um, Americans binge-watch an average of seven episodes to a TV series when they find one they like, right? Because they don't want to wait for the next one. That's a late night seven episodes. We we're not a patient people. We're not a patient people. And and it's here. Here in this letter, second to the last section of, of, of James's letter, and James's epistle as he's winding down in this letter, getting to the end, getting to the heart of what he wants to say. And what does James say? Be patient. Be patient. This whole journey, all of what he's talked about all of the things. And if you've been here, you've heard about some of these things, taming the tongue and godly wisdom and, and favoritism and over one group and, a, and another group and, and marrying our faith to our, our deeds, letting our deeds flow out of our faith, the cravings that we have, the, the tendency that we have to, to be readers of the word and not doers of the word, all of the things that James has talked about, even last week's warnings. And James says, you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to be patient. It's going to take a little time. Directly in, in contrast to the to the two groups you had talked to last week, right? The, to the, the Christian merchant class who who had all these plans. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to make this money. It's going to be great. And to, to the abusive landowners who had, had viewed their people as a, a means to a monetary end. They could save up and and hoard their money. Both of these were driven by a bottom line. Make the money. Achieve the profit. Enjoy the spoils. We want money. When do we want it? Now. Uh, James is like, hey, you know what I want you to be? You know what I want you to be like? Be like farmers. Brothers, sisters, learn the trade of the farm this may shock you it probably won't I never knew farming I was not a farmer I never, I never did it I never did any sort of, of farming some of you have but James describes the farmer for us wait patiently for the rain anyone here in Idaho ever waited patiently for rain yes we have absolutely Thursday we had some batches of, of rain and impressive lightning across our skies did you see that I was writing some of my sermon and the kids were like yelling and at the, the clouds as they lit up across our southern skies. Why are we called to be patient? What is James' point? What does he say is the end result of the patience that we're to foster in our lives? He says this, looking forward to precious fruit commentator Sereo says, uh, says the words in Greek are this timian carpon timian carpon timian is, is precious uh, that's the word that's translated into precious but, but normally it's reserved for, for jewels or for valuable metals like gold and silver uh, and, and this is the only place in the New Testament where it's coupled with something that's organic something other than, than, than something that, that's mineral based We're to be patient for rain, because rain is literally the only thing that will bring about this fruit, this precious, life-giving, valuable, and sustaining fruit, which is the word karpon. The image I get of, of James is the fact that, that what he is talking about, he knows, he knows in his being, he's, he's written all these things, he's probably like flipping through the pages of his letter going, Wow. <laughs> this is serious business. I'm calling these people to to something that that will fundamentally and elementally change their life and change their outlook and how they live their life. And and as he's flipping through the pages, he's going, man, this is going to take time. Taming the tongue, learning to tame our tongue will take time. Marrying our faith to our actions will take time. Wisdom from above as opposed to human and earthly wisdom is going to take time. It will take sustained exposure to the life-transforming work of God in our lives. This whole process that we're on of, of learning how God wants us to live and, and then and then actually doing it, actually living it out, the journey that we're on, you and me, takes time the process of of becoming more and more like christ the process of sanctification being more and more what god has called us to be takes time and then comes verse 9 verse 9 is 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 great it says this starts off don't complain about each other brothers and sisters i want to ask this question have you heard of this word the word that I'm, i'm i want to ask about is this Hangry. If you have teenage boys, you've seen hangry. Um, I, I have to confess, I've been hangry as well. Hangry is, is the state of grumpiness that comes from being hungry. So it's the state, that you take the word angry and you add it to the word angry and you come up with the word hangry. James needs a new word. James needs a word that mashes together impatience and complaining And I can't combine those two as smoothly as I can hangry, right? Whatever that word is that combines impatient and complaining, whatever that word is, James needs it. And I need that reminder. I need that reminder in my life. Why? Because James has got me figured out. James has got me figured out. He's, because when, when I hear that God wants me to tame the tongue, when I hear that God wants me to become a doer of the word and not just a reader of the word, when, when James says, we have to marry our faith to our actions, you can't have one and not the other, I get impatient. <laughs> I get complaining. I get complaining And when I get complaining, who do I take it out on? My brothers and my sisters. Right? It's the people around me. My impatience is not with them. My impatience is with with me. My impatience is that I've struggled in this area or that. But James knows where that complaint goes. (laughs) Each other, the people around me, the people around us. Thankfully, thankfully for me, I think, it, James holds up some examples for us. I, I like examples. I, usually I like examples. Um, I think I like examples because when he goes to examples, where does he go? He, he goes to the prophets. <laughs> he goes to the prophets of the Old Testament. Oh, come on, James. Let's let's do some better examples. Come on. Uh, these are the guys who, who risk life and limb to speak truth to power. The ones who walked up to kings and said, why are you living that way? Why are you doing this? Why are we going this way? This nation of Israel has not been obedient. And it will be their downfall. Or he points to Job. (laughs) You know, the guy who lost everything. (laughs) The guy out of his faithfulness to God as the story goes, Satan went to God and said, let me take it all away and you'll see the true nature of Job. He'll disown you. He'll walk away from you. And so Job lost everything. Asked by his friends, what did you, what'd you do to deserve all this? You must have done something bad. His wife saying, just curse God and get it over with. Curse God and die. These are the examples... The examples of patience that that James brings to us and said, just be like the prophet. Just be like Job. Have that level of patience. Have that level of commitment to following after what God asks you to do, even when it's tough, even when it's hard. Have that kind of patience. And it's in the final verse of, of this section where James uses one of, one of my favorite words of, of Scripture. Uh, and you've seen what the, you have seen what the Lord has accomplished. The word that's translated accomplish is telos. Telos. Uh, we, ha- we have to remember as he talks about uh, seeing what the Lord has accomplished, we have to remember the people to whom James is writing this letter. This is to the, to the Jews who had been scattered about the, the, the Middle East, scattered around the region, around the, the, the Mediterranean Sea. And, and writing to these people, he said, you have seen what the Lord has accomplished. They would have been steeped in these stories, the stories of the prophets, the stories of Job. They would have had an understanding of the Old Testament scriptures and the stories that they had been raised with. And as they knew the prophets, and as they, as they knew Job, they would know what it meant to understand the telos of God, the ultimate end, the, the, the intended outcome. More important than the quick fix solutions. We're so obsessed with speed. I'd just like to get this figured out today, and then, then we'll move on. The prophets represent this long journey to the ultimate telos, the ultimate purpose, the ultimate outcome of God in their lives. And and although I love the word telos and and, and the purposes of God, the ultimate outcome of, of God, as much as I love that word, sometimes I think we focus on the wrong thing when we talk about the telos of God, the purpose of God. And what I want to tell you today is this. The purposes of God, the purposes that God wants to do in your life have more to do with your character than your circumstance. That's good preaching, so I'm going to say it again. The the ultimate telos of God, the ultimate purpose of God has more to do with your character than your circumstances. And that's an important distinction to make. It's an important distinction to understand that the things that God wants to do in your life has so much to do with what's inside and how you respond and how you relate and, and the things that you say so much more to do with that than power or position or circumstance or prominence. The telos of God is transformation. That his purposes for you involve the transformation of a person into the likeness of Christ so that we can become the agents and representatives of God's kingdom here on earth. Amen? And that's good news. That's the good news that that we get to have patience with ourselves. That it doesn't have to be done today or tomorrow or this week or this month or this year or this decade. That God wants to continue to work with us. That God is saying, "We're in this for the long haul. I want to transform your life. We're going to tame that tongue, but it's going to take time. You have to be like a farmer." and wait for the rain to see the precious fruit come to pass in your life. Circumstances will come, and circumstances will go. You'll have a good day, and then you'll have a bad day. Your life might be falling apart in shambles, but the ultimate telos of God can still be accomplished in your life. If you're patient with the work that God wishes to do. For five chapters, James has outlined this new way of life, this new kind of living, and challenged us in all sorts of ways. We get down here to the end of his letter, to the end of what he wants to say. And he sums it up all by saying, you've got to be like the farmer. Wait for the rain of spring and the rain of fall. Make your life like a fertile field that the rain can fall and God can transform you. Nourish and enrich the soil. Wait, be patient for what I want to produce in you. The ultimate telos of your life is precious fruit. And it's worthy of that investment. Amen? I, and, and I catch glimpses of it sometimes. Sometimes I see it in my own life. Sometimes I, I see it in your life. Sometimes it it, it astounds me what God has been able to do in us and through us and other times I have to remind myself I have to be patient and give myself the grace and give others the grace to be patient I'm gonna ask the praise team to come up as we as we close it doesn't happen overnight it's 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 not a quick fix or an easy thing. Our world that's obsessed with schedules and speed doesn't understand it a lot of times. We live in a world where there are too many bits of knowledge that are just a Google search away, right? In the purposes of God, if you want to see progress and if you want to see growth, James makes it very clear you must be patient for the arrival of the king in your life and in this world requires patience and that's a good thing I don't often do this um, but, but, but I, I want to do this today um, I'm going to pray for us but, but first and foremost I just want to confess that I need this prayer today the prayer I'm going to pray is, Lord, make us patient. And I need that prayer today, for sometimes I, I get impatient. I want I want it to all work on my schedule. I've got it all planned out. Let's just, let's just do this, Lord. But as we go to prayer, I'm going to ask if, if I can pray for you specifically. If you've listened today, if you've heard James say, my, my, my brother, my sister... This journey requires patience. I'm going to ask if, if I can pray, pray specifically for you. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just bow your heads, close your eyes. With no one looking around, if, if there's someone here today whom God is saying, God's been speaking to your heart, and, and you know God's saying to you, you need to, you need to be patient you tend to rush and rush and the transformation that, that I wish to see in your life happens like waiting for rain. If there's anybody here today that just says, Pastor, would you pray for me to be patient? Will you just slip your hand up really quick and put it back down? Thank you. Yep. Anybody else? I just want to pray for you specifically. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today you offer just this crystal clear call in our lives to be patient for the work that you wish to do in us that that in our lives you're working towards this end, this purpose this goal in our life and as much as we'd love for it to happen on schedule and in a quick moment God you say clearly to us, it's like waiting for the rain. Lord, I, I wish to, to lift my own life up in prayer, but also those who've raised their hands today. People who felt that this message today spoke directly to them, to their circumstance. God, I pray for patience for them. It's not a patience where we where we sit idle and do nothing, but it's an expectant patience, a patience where you say, I know God has this for me, I know God's working in my life, but I just pray today that you would give them their heart's desire, a desire to be patient in you, not to be idle, not to be effortless but to, to understand that the work of God happening in their life is, is this long arc journey of obedience where we're called to be faithful. <laughs> make us makes life the prophets brave enough to do what you've called us to do. Brave enough to do it even when it's so difficult, when the stakes are so high. But I'm grateful So grateful for your patience with us. Lord, would you give us a fraction of the patience that you have for us in our lives? And on this journey as we become more and more like you, God, we'll just model our lives after you and chase after you each day. Lord, grant us patience for this journey. Myself and all of those who raise their hands. May we become more and more like you in this journey of following after Jesus Christ. We love you and thank you for this chance to worship together. We pray in Christ's name, amen. We live in a a quick and instant gratification world and James says this, not so with you not so with you be patient live lives of of patience Our call today be farmers <laughs> i don't know how to farm i haven't got the foggiest clue lord teach me to wait in hopeful expectation for you are good and you desire to bring about in us your telos your precious fruit let's do it let's do it do it in my life god would you stand today, those who are willing and able, to receive the benediction. And in this place of worship, we just hold out our hands to remind ourselves that we receive this benediction prayer today. Lord, may you help us each day to be patient, patiently awaiting your coming and your moving in our lives, so that we might not only see what you have accomplished in this world, but also in us. Yes, even in me. Amen. Amen. Go in the love of Christ thanks for joining us today on the mountain home church of the nazarene podcast don't forget to visit us at mhnazarene.org slash connect if you'd like to connect with us and have a great week